The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight, joined by my good buddy, great friend, loyal bannerman, Jimmy of House Nutter, a.k.a. the Fantasy Network. How's it going, man? I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm fired this up. This is great. I'm, I'm glad you're fired up, man. This was crazy. I, it was, I saw this today. What we're going to talk about today is we got an update from George. R. Martin, you know, and I messaged Jimmy. I was like 6 a.m. my time, and I was like, Whoa, did you guys see this update? Jimmy, would you be down to chat about this later? And he said, Yeah, so here we go. This is gonna be sweet. Um, we're this is this is actually of all of the updates we've gotten, um, this one's kind of this one's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about a lot here. This is a really big post. Um, it is called good good stuff bad stuff strange stuff and so he's talking about you know some of the stuff that's going on in the world obviously there was that like that big shooting i think he's talking and he had another post sort of about that as well um and you know he's talking about like wild cards and some of the other stuff but obviously we'll, we'll stick it to the game of thrones stuff right um so i think he had a buddy of his die um and he said he uh, his name was uh, John uh, John Miller, um, who was working on a fantasy or a novel called Black Train Coming, even longer than I had been working on The Winds of Winter. It would be great if one of his writer friends finishes it for him. Which first of to see that is almost like George. <laughs> We're starting to go down a bad path here, but it, it's also a little interesting because he has been pretty concrete on the fact that he would never want someone to finish his work. Um, so for him to kind of make that comment, it seems, seems a little odd. It does. And it's also because like George is of course getting older. And one of the, yeah. one of the topics we talk about a lot, Jimmy, you know, you and I have talked about a lot and we've talked about here on the channel. Um, and I know you've talked about on your channel too. Um, is, you know, if an author dies, you know, is someone going to step in and finish their work? Something like that. Obviously, you know, I think the one that comes to mind a lot for people is going to be wheel of time. And, yeah. you know, Robert Jordan died. Brandon Sanderson, who's obviously done a lot of other great, huge fantasy novels, stepped in, finished his series. Some people say they like Brandon Sanderson's to, uh, work of Jordan's work better than they like Jordan's. Yeah. Some people felt like he kind of lost the plot there for a second and, uh, you know, ended up, 
Sanderson kind of put it back on track. Also, there's a big difference in writing styles, but you know who else had stuff, uh, you know, put out after their passing was Tolkien and a lot of stuff that has been published since his passing, even from, you know, his estate. A lot of people uh, believe that Gerald Tolkien would not appreciate. So it's interesting that even with your wishes of not having stuff published, your estate can publish things after, um, you know, uh, you move, you pass on, but, uh, George has always just been so seems to be so against that. And for him to even suggest it here is a little interesting. And he gave a direct correlation to winds of winter in the sentence. And we don't want to speculate on George's death obviously. or anything, obviously, right. but it is interesting that maybe, um, he's thinking about things a little bit differently now. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting. And I know you have, um, cause for those of you guys who, you know, listen to Ez and I most of the time. Jimmy runs a fantasy, you know, sort of YouTube channel where you're talking about across the spectrum. And I know you have brought up an author several times. You said in the event, obviously, God forbid, that George were to pass away and somebody were to come in. Is it Joe Abercrombie? Is so you I, feel like I always said it would be cool if it was Joe Abercrombie. But um, the I think the most likely one that I, I've always talked about was Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who are James S.A. Corey as a duo for the Expanse series. They worked as assistants okay. under George and Daniel Abraham and maybe Ty as well live in the same city as George. Um, however, uh, it seems to be that they do not want to finish it. This is new information I had just I have just <laughs> learned. Um and that is very disheartening to me because Daniel Abraham, in my opinion, would be a perfect person to uh, kind of carry on the spirit of the work. He had a lot to do with the five year gap not being included, actually, in right. a song of ice and fire. And there are there's even some speculation, which I think is interesting, that George started to lose a little bit of momentum or a lot, depending on how you look at it. Uh, whenever Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank kind of moved on to their own projects um, instead of uh, helping him out with a song of ice and fire. So. That's very interesting, but I'll be honest right now. I could not tell you who would finish this because I do not believe Joe Abercrombie would at this point. And uh, in, in an interview, Daniel Abraham said him and Ty would not. So I don't know who would finish this. If it does, if it does come to that, it is, it is just interesting. Cause this is the first, this is, I know of course he's, it just happened to be this scenario and he is, he himself is not saying in, if that happens to me, I, hope somebody can finish my work he does not say that at all but it is just interesting because you know given his age and everything it's certainly something that we we as a as as the fandom have talked about yeah possibly um, a change of tune so yeah we'll we'll see so he goes on to talk about you know a lot of stuff which in his blog he does he always you know he he talks about everything a lot of times he's talking sports <laughs> he talks um stuff like that so um he's so um, continuing on though, we get down and he has a big section about house of the dragon. Now this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It says house of the dragon. Glad you asked. I've now watched rough cuts of nine of the 10 episodes and I continue to be impressed. I cannot speak to the special effects, which many of which are not in yet, but the looks of it, it's great. And the acting, the directing and the writing are first rate. And yes, for all you book fans, it is my story, which is good right you know mm -hmm. um he says sure there are some changes from fire and blood we could not present three alternate versions of every major major event you know and keep our sanity but i think that ryan condal and his writers made good choices even some improvements you know hearsay i know uh, being the author i'm allowed to tell you um heresy excuse me sorry hearsay i'm i got the johnny depp trial in my mind right you know it's, it's, <laughs> 
He does not comment on that, though. I mean, of all the things, um, though, for uh, for years, uh, as some of you may recall, I've been saying the TV version of Shay, uh, as portrayed by uh, Sybil mm-hmm. uh, Kakili, right, mm-hmm. was a deeper, richer and more nuanced character than the Shay in my novels. In a similar vein, I am vastly impressed by the show's version of King Viserys, played by Patty um, Constin, who gives the character a tragic uh majesty right uh that my book viserys never quite achieved um kudos to patty ryan and his writers and miguel and the other directors you know there's a lot of great performances in house of the dragon uh and you may never have heard some of our actors but i think you will learn to love them just as you did the cast of game of thrones then he'll go on to a bit and talk go back to wins a winner but i think we'll we'll stop here and talk more about house of the dragon so first of all I love the fact that we're getting 10 episodes because so many other series right now are getting like six to eight yes. episodes. So the fact that we're getting 10 is pretty sweet. Yes. And I don't think there's any production issues with COVID or anything like they kind of got into that little bit of a sweet spot. And uh, I, I have a lot of confidence going into this. And I love the fact that George says that this is his story because one of the big things is uh, all the different, uh, you know, narration uh, or narrators in fire and blood who are you listening to you listen to mushroom you listen to the mace like who's telling the true story so hearing that it is george's story i think we're going to get the truth from all these events those things that are a lot, lot more uh, ambiguous in the history text we're going to find out firsthand yeah yeah and i and i talk a lot uh i i talk a lot about you know like what's going on over at warner brothers because i follow them very closely for finance stuff and and, and news and i'm always we You're have a big stockholder right uh, yeah, and I'm all I'm always talking. Yeah, I'm always talking about like here's what's going on at Warner Brothers because um, I love DC as as well, and so I, I as and I cover that. But um, one of the big things that's going on right now, of course, it was just the merger right with Discovery Channel and David Zaslav, who's the new CEO. He's the Discovery Channel CEO, sort of acquired Warner Brothers. Um, today they just today they just basically canned uh the head of warner brothers movies like gone shifted you're out of here like they are cleaning house over there um but one of the one places that that they didn't even touch was hbo because hbo just does so well in its own thing however um they are sort of beginning to hire um all of these they they want to they want to turn it basically into the way like sort of disney's corporate structure works um, which is like, okay, you have Bob over there, you have Bob Chapek, who's like the CEO. Um, and then you have like all of the different sort of mediums, right. Um, or in the service, you know, vertical verticals, right. Which is like, you got star Wars and Marvel and all these things. And they all answer to like one person and that's how it works. Um, Warner brothers is definitely a little different. It's kind of like everyone just sort of manages their own thing and nobody really sort of sits over and sees all of it. Mm-hmm. Cause it was owned by AT&T. Well, now that's changed. Um, and so they're already saying like, Hey, we're going to turn Harry Potter. We want Harry Potter to be like a pillar franchise of it, like wizarding world. And they haven't said it yet. Cause right now it's sort of just as under the HBO umbrella, but I would not be shocked if we don't hear sh- here soon that Westeros is like going to be viewed as a, like a parallel to like DC and yeah. Her- and Harry Potter because it certainly seems like it's going that in that direction. Um and so Fire and Blood is going to be that first sort of big test because I've been saying it uh you know they just with the launch of HBO Max and everything House of the Dragon is going to be their big big 
big show under yeah. the brand sort of new company that they are now. This is going to be their first sort of major crown jewel. And so to hear George come out and say, hey, I love it is awesome. I mean, not that he would say he didn't like it, but it's still just, it's getting the fire going. Yeah. And also giving some expectations that things will change. I know there'll at least be one comment on this video that says if they change a single word. I will be pissed, which is kind of silly. Let's be honest, kind of silly uh, because it's a history book, folks. Uh, However, uh, there is some lore stuff that I'm sure they're going to change. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm cool with adaptations, uh, keeping as long as they can get the spirit of the work going. I think it's very interesting that King Viserys or Patty, you know, who the actor is playing him is getting a lot of praise from George because one, I love Patty. I thought he was fantastic in The Outsider, which is a Stephen King adaptation, Mm -hmm. even though the show didn't uh fulfill all my needs <laughs> it it, it kind of stuttered at the end but i thought patty's performance was phenomenal and king viserys is so intriguing to me in all of the history and i actually think he's rather good in in fire and blood but there almost feels like there could have been a novella or a novel even from his perspective during all of this so the fact that we're going to get that performed by such an amazing actor such as patty it's going to be really awesome yeah 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 absolutely it's yeah, it's really, you know, talking about the lore too. Um, you know, the lore of Fire and Blood, which is this is pulling from, is interesting in its own right because mm-hmm. it's not the main series where you have yeah. direct narratives coming from a point of view character. You have sort of all of these conflicting pieces of text, which have sort of evolved (laughs) out of different things. Like initially, it was just stuff that characters were saying in the main series about events that took place in the past. And then George wrote the novellas, right? Like the princess and the queen and, you know, like the blacks and the greens and all and all all of these little things that were just sort of appeared as their own separate piece inside of like weird you know, off writing fantasy magazines that got Mm -hmm. published. And then those got sort of pulled and chopped up and put into the world of ice and fire. And then those got like adapted and pulled and put into uh, fire and blood. And so like there, some of them like are, are like some of fire and blood is the exact like story pulled from, uh, world of ice and fire and some of it is those exact novellas sort of pulled and and put into like Aegon's conquest is like you know there's an exact one um which is you know so it's so it's so interesting and then the story of course as he's saying is told to us through several different people and it's a rough outline so yeah there's even the uh, like there's it's it's not like the main series where you have like Tyrion's trial right like you have line for line. This is exactly the way it goes down in the books. So you can pull that direct dialogue. You don't mm-hmm. have, you don't really have that here. There's, you don't have scenes of characters saying like, this is one person talking to this person. You have a, an, a maester telling you this event happened. Yeah. And, and also citing all the other different references. And I, I'm just excited to see how much mushroom was lying. I mean, that's really what I want to know. <laughs> Or Mushroom was right. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a little bit of both. I think we'll be shocked. I do too. I I I I, I do too. Um. So yeah, I. It's just it's just good. To, anytime we're getting more talking about it. So um, he doesn't say it here, but he goes on. Um, 
he did, he goes he goes it's the last bit but he has another bit just before here um before he talks about wins where he says i should say a word about my appearances so i've decided not to attend this year's world con which is the convention he was going to attend you know two years ago where he was going to announce wins was done or locked me up he had another one of those right no no um so <laughs> he didn't say anything about this but he said i will instead of world con it looks as though i will be attending san diego san diego comic con um not like oh hey i'm so excited it says well it looks like i'm going to comic con so now i guess the question would be comic con is very much unlike something like a world con not that i know a whole lot about world con but i can tell you it's not as big as san diego comic con which is like the single biggest you know that's the comic con of comic cons that's where marvel goes and you know star wars goes and they go show off like huge mega panels about upcoming like big projects so if george is going to be there i doubt he says anything about winds of winter but it's 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 just means that we're going to be getting uh something big about house of the dragon it could just be a panel maybe they show off a little bit of new footage i don't think we're going to get a full another big mega trailer since we already just sort of we got the teaser and then we just got a, a trailer, but I think we could get another little spot or something, but it seems like they're going to have a big house of the dragon panel. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I always hope that it's a wins announcement, <laughs> uh, yeah, <it laughs> but, but I don't think that that's likely, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we'll, so, we'll probably so, get the final trailer. Yeah. Cause San Diego comic con starts July 21st, which is one month. Uh, you know, pretty, I think one month exactly, right? Uh, is it the 21st? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So one month exactly before House of the Dragon. So what do we want from, you know, from this? I mean, I want the full trailer. Give it to me. Give it all. Didn't, didn't we have a full trailer? That, no, I don't think that's considered the full trailer. I think, I think, cause it was only what, a minute and a half or was it two minutes? What? So the the very first, so we have two. So the first one, remember, was like a minute, and then the one we just had, I think, was maybe you're I right. See. Maybe that maybe that was still only like two minutes. It is an extended one, but that's not. I do not believe that that's the final trailer. So I think we still have another trailer to go. Let me Though see. I, here. I could be wrong because the one we just had. So the one we got four weeks ago was a minute and forty four seconds. And then the one we had uh, like eight months ago or whenever that was almost like, it was like I think it was October, right? Of, yeah. of last year or something like that. That one was about a minute and it says 18 seconds. But you if you include logo flashes. So maybe you're right. Maybe we do get like a full two minute. I think we do. Trailer. That it would probably include a lot of the same footage, my guess is. But it could be. Yeah, it could be bigger. Yeah, I think it could be. uh Full trailer, maybe uh, some more character introductions. I know we're still waiting on a few characters to be uh, cited, though I saw there were some leaks that confirmed some of the characters oh, that they left out. Yeah, so we'll see. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. And so the final bit here, and this is pretty, this is big. And this is what we've been asking for. Uh, wins, you say. Yes, still working. Finally finished a clutch, which I think is important because right, the, it would be a clutch of dragon eggs, right? So that's, <laughs> I that's like fresh it. in his mind, right? I like it. A clutch of Cersei chapters that were giving me fits. Now I'm wrestling with Jamie and Brienne. The work proceeds, though not as fast as many of you would like. That is all for now. So 
he here is saying something that is right. Not because a lot of the updates are just, I've been writing, I've, you know, I'm writing chapters, whatever. Here he just flat out said, I just finished not one, but clearly multiple Cersei chapters. Is there an official uh, number with clutch? I think so, because um, clutch. I want to see I, how many. Twelve. Chicken clutch contains approximately 12 eggs. Um, so here we go. So I, yeah, so chicken, it says a duck may lay seven to 14. So it's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> which to me means he's at, he, which to me means he's probably done with Cersei. Yeah. Because I do know that he doesn't always go chronologically through the book. Sometimes he will just do a POV like total or right. a couple POVs at a time. Cause I thought this was interesting. Cause like Cersei clearly is going to have a lot to do in my opinion at the end of winds of winter, uh, whether it be, um, blowing up Sep Baylor. If that happens in the books, we have no idea. Um, but I think it's really interesting that he says now he's with Jamie and Brienne, and the word wrestling is used. And I feel like that was intentional because that's the kind of person George is. So wrestling with Jamie and Brienne, maybe they're fighting because she has to come get him. Like, is this right? Is this maybe one of the final arcs that we'll see? Because we know Arya has already been written uh over a couple times. I think he had multiple Arya chapters that he's talked about. Right. Um so are Jamie and Brienne some of the last ones? Who knows? Maybe. You know, it's it's just it's 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 this it's it's, it's incredible. This whole thing, this little this fine little this is what George does because this is what he does in his normal writing, right? <laughs> it's it's so interesting on so many levels because why were the Cersei? Why was like Cersei giving him fits makes a lot of sense, as you said, because she is mm. at the end of the book. If we use the show as any sort of in, any sort of indication, right? Mm -hmm. Like if Winds of Winter were to end, where in the show it's Winds of Winter, in theory, I think the the final the episode uh, isn't the episode Winds of Winter the ep, the season six episode ten, where Cersei blows that. up where Cersei blows up the Sept of Baelor and Jon Snow is proclaimed king in the north. Yes, yes, and, and I believe Brand and Bran has the vision of the Tower of Joy and the and the sword and Dawn is laid above the thing and you and know Daenerys I mean, is coming across. Right. Yeah. So if that if if that is sort of the case, does that see him him saying Cersei's giving me trouble is huge because I don't actually think until you get to the end. Cersei's arc, if it goes anything like it did in the books, doesn't actually seem like it's to be that difficult. Because in the in the or excuse me, in the show, because in the, where we leave her is she goes back and she's after she does the walk of shame. Okay, here is um Robert Strong, right? The yes, uh, yes. Here's here's okay. So to me, it's going to be planning, dealing with that internal struggle. Um, trying to convince Tom and unless the faith is going to be way more involved and then maybe it's the, it, maybe she does blow up the Sept of Baylor and you're like, who do I really have to kill off here? And how is that going to impact the story yeah, and, going forward? And even if it's not the Sept of Baylor and it's something else, cause that's like totally, totally possible. Different. George yeah. has always said that he has trouble killing off his characters. Surprising, but he says, you know, it actually bothers him because he spends so much, so many years with these characters and whatnot. So like, to me, that's a little bit of a signposting that it's something detrimental or very tough to write. Um, possibly Tom and dying or something like that. Right. So 
I feel like these are things that would happen in the climax of the book. Um, and him getting past that barricade is really good news because if this was the hard part and he finally swallowed the frog and did it, uh, maybe these other chapters will kind of roll um, depending on what he needs to do. Um, you know, one thing I've always, I've always wondered, has he ever talked about the fact that he's worked on any Daenerys chapters and wins yet in any of these updates? Oh, you, the, the big one was the one in, um, and we talked about big, writing hundreds the of pages. Big, the big one, there was the big one in 2020, um, where he broke it down. And then let me see if I can find it. But, uh, Brendan Beefish is sort of like the guy who runs the Reddit. And they also, he, he yeah. runs the, um, no, I've never talked, no, I don't know him or anything, but, um, he's the one who runs not a pod. Um, yes, it's just not a, a podcast. Game of Thrones podcast. He did a big Reddit post, uh, around that time. And he broke down every time, every chapter that George has ever mentioned, like yeah. in terms of when and where the sample chapters and everything. Hmm. And I don't think there's this, I don't think Daenerys has ever been mentioned. See, that's, that's my problem. Cause I don't think that Daenerys is not going to be in Winds of Winter. I think that she, she has to be, be in Winds of Winter. Um, so I, I'm very curious to see if that is the case, because I think that those might end up taking him some time. So, uh, you know, Daenerys. OK, now we got Jamie in um, Brienne. And is there going to be more brand? You know, chapters? it's interesting. Look at, I mean, let me go back here because April 29th, I did an update about this. This was the update where he said wins is going to be a big book the way it's going. It could be bigger than a storm of swords or a dance with dragons, the longest book in the series. I do usually cut and trim once I finish, but I need to finish first, which is remember that we, we talked about that and we did a, we did a, one of our Patreon hangouts and we were talking about the fact that, man, it feels like for him to even sort of be talking about the end of the book instead of the woe is me. Like I'm never going to finish. Now he just said, I was really struggling with Cersei chapters and <laughs> now I have those finished. Yeah, you know this book is going to be <laughs> this book is going to be chaos, bro. So like I just recently I'm also I'm also thinking he's really he's actually really close to being done. I think that he is certainly in the home stretch because he's mentioning trimming down, he's finishing up Cersei chapters. Uh so every POV that's been confirmed so far by the way, uh there's no mention of Daenerys. So I would say based on what I'm looking at, he certainly has to if we just assume every other POV is finished, he would still need to write Brienne, Jamie, uh Baran, I don't think has a chapter here, does he? No. Let me let me see if I can find it. Every... So you got Bran, Jamie, uh, Brienne, and Daenerys. So those are four POVs that I, I think would be in this book. Here's the thing, Matt. This is crazy because <laughs> I just read Feast and then I read Dance recently on like my million three read. With think how many POVs this book is gonna have. This P, it's like 20 POVs. <laughs> Like we are going to get such a ridiculous book and I almost don't see how it couldn't be paced. Like you have so many options to move, keep the book moving. Like I think the pace of this novel is going to be insane. It is it? It, it is it, this, this book is going to, this book is going to be huge. Um, I'm going to do a search here really quick. Cause I save a lot of things. Oh, there's also um, going to be a Melisandre chapter. Yes. On my Reddit. Um, let me see. Hopefully Matt in the past did not screw me over. And I actually saved that thing. 
we're also going to get uh, Melisandre's backstory for uh, her time in a shy. So that's going to be sick. Uh, and Bran Stark is confirmed to be in the book, um, but he has not uh, announced that he was ever working on any of those chapters. So there's still some work to go for sure. But good news. Absolutely good news. Every wind of winter. Let me just type that in, see if I can. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'll keep searching. Um, but over on his blog, um, just to see some of the other things he said, because he had another one where he was he was saying, like, and I, um, I have finished some more Winds of Winter chapters. And so now that's interesting because that to me means those were probably Cersei chapters. Yes. That he was that that he was work that he was working on maybe maybe hard to say right he could have been wrapping up some other ones maybe he's keeping something under his hat his little so let me see um yeah here he was talking about the rise of the dragon book let me see but westeros has to become bigger than winds of winter in addition to wins, I also need to deliver the second volume, Archmaster Godain's History, Fire and Blood. Okay, so he had that. So, I mean, he is moving along, but I do remember, um, I'm. it's not, I don't find it, but uh, it was It was certainly at the beginning of this year, I think he did an update where he said, you know, I just finished another big batch of chapters. Yes. So, to me, I think that was, I think that was probably certainly, because he, no, because actually the last one he said was Arya, remember? Yes, yeah, Arya and Barristan. He said, yeah, now off to Arya, Arya, um, Arya and Barrison. So he's, it sounds like he's moving along now. Now it sounds I mean, like the pace has been picked up. <laughs> it sounds like he finished a bunch of Arya and Barrison chapters and then finished these Cersei chapters. So, I mean, I guess what we're trying to say, people, is that he is working on this thing. And maybe, just maybe, yeah, he, he's starting to realize that he's... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill he's got to get it done right maybe the death of maybe unfortunately the death of his friend who couldn't finish his book will cause him to be like i need to buckle down i mean he has had a lot of loss in the last few years yeah um, when you see right. his blog i mean it, it's honestly you know it, it's sad especially when you go on twitter and you see the replies and he's sharing memories of dead fellow friends and people are just like right. where's the book george and it's like he's a human being folks uh, and there's a lot of other really good fantasy books out there. If you want to check them out, you can uh, look at my channel and see uh, which uh, books they are like a song of ice and fire. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we can occupy your time. Um, I think this is really good news. And it's, it, you know, this is the state that we're in where we're reading a uh, four sentence paragraph and we're like, this is good. <laughs> this is the biggest news we've had in a long time. It is. Well, it's just, it's just so, it's just so interesting. Not, not only it's, it's exciting because he's actually saying like, Hey, I finished chapters, which is all we've been asking for, or we've just been like, all we like, I feel like people would hound him less if he were to just like to do this where he's like, Hey, I like, I'm writing this character or yes. I'm doing, or I'm doing this only because it's been over 10 years. So like, 
I'd, I, for me, I'd much rather you be like, I'm still struggling with a Cersei chapter than be like, wins is taking a long time or like, get over it, <laughs> get over it. Or, you know, it's like, dude, that's all, that's all we want is just like a, Hey, I'm right now. I'm working on a Cersei chapter. So, okay, cool. Cause that changes the, the perspective of woe is me. I can't finish this book in time. And like fans are upset that I haven't finished it to, okay, well, what do you think he's writing about? Like with Cersei, total, yeah, there's like, a little buzz, total different mindsets. One is like, now I'm upset and frustrated and annoyed. The other one is I'm intrigued and really want to read your awesome book. You're writing like total yeah. different mindsets. Yeah. And I remember back in, uh, I think it was right in the kind of the middle of, of everything in 2020, he was saying that, you know, I finished hundreds of pages this year. Uh, so I have hundreds more to go. And a lot of people are like, man, I'm like, no, that's good news. Cause I'm that's not convinced he didn't start writing. <laughs> yeah. Because, because right now the song of ice and fire Reddit is exploding and it's nothing but people saying like, what do you think these Cersei chapters involve? Like total different, the, different vibes, the total, man. totally different vibes. Cause now I am curious. What do you think these Cersei chapters involve? Right. So like, it's like for context, people are saying the, he finished these Cersei chapters that gave him trouble. And now everyone's like diving in. My intuition says that the chat, uh, it's the chapters before um, young Griff's arrival that will probably be the toughest to write. It feels a little Marine naughty, right? Yeah. Um, with all the mysterious competing factions and the faith, the Tyrells and the looming enemy. Um, I'm guessing it's dealing with Kevin's death, death, her trial, um, Young Griff um, sieging King's Landing, her flight from King's Landing back to Casterly Rock, perhaps. That's always been my crackpot theory. I, I always said she would end up at the rock. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine the trial is very difficult to write because as a writer, you don't want to do the same thing again. And he just wrote the Well, I shouldn't say just wrote, he wrote it about 20 years ago, but uh, the trial for Tyrion, you know, uh, doing that again, another Lannister trial. You don't want to make it the exact same. And obviously the faith are involved, so it's not. But um, I could see that giving him a lot of trouble, just trying to make sure that it's different. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, I'm still trying to find that thing. I'll, I'll have to find I'll have to find it at, at, at some point. Um, but it is, uh, it was this huge, it was this huge breakdown of like every chapter that's ever been announced. Um, cause some of it includes stuff where George said, I, I had to cut a few like brand chapters short from that were supposed to be in a dance of dragon. And we know are getting moved to winds of winter. So we know mm. we're getting, we know we're getting like a handful of brand chapters in winds of winter that should have been over. We know we're getting Melisandre. We, we're probably, you know, I still think the opportunity for any of those chapters that are the sample chapters to be changed um, exist. Definitely. Like definitely, like a lot of people view those as like direct canon. I don't know that you can actually, I still, as and I both are still on the, on the fence that I don't, I wouldn't say you should consider that like hardcore direct canon. It's been too um, long. <laughs> it's been too long. He could change them. He could have had to completely erase them. I don't think that's the case. More than likely, those are exactly what's going to be in the book just because, you know, it's like, I don't want to go back and fix it. Um, <laughs> but just for the for the sake of argument, you know, you do have to consider it um, potential. So you have you have I think that's around like there's around like 10 chapters or something there. Um, and then we know there's a lot of art. It seems like it seems like this book is going to be Aria, Cersei and uh, Jamie heavy. What I don't very want from... Cersei heavy is, yeah. what is what it seems like. What I don't want from this, please don't do this to us, publisher. Please do not split this book. 
Cause like this happened recently with tab Williams. He was writing the third book in his um, last King of Ostinard trilogy. And he wrote a chonker because that's what he does. And they split it. They said, we can't publish it. We got to split it. So now like there's like a year break, you know, there's, it just right. becomes messy. And it's like, if wins were to get split, that would be very annoying. I don't know. See, I've thought about, I, I like before, but before this year where he's actually started sounding like way more confident about the end of the book, mm-hmm. I had been on the fence saying, I think he should split it just because it's like, at least then you've got something published and people well, will fair. totally back off. Yeah. But now it sounds like it, it's all these posts. It sounds way more like he is in the, he is in the home stretch. Yeah. So March 9th, he said, um, yes, of course, I'm still working on Winds of Winter. I, st- I have stated a hundred times in a hundred venues, um, you know, that I'm working on it. He said, I made a lot of progress and wins in 2020, less in 2021, but less is not none. And now he's sort of talking about the end and he's talking about like, I just finished a, like, normally the tone is like, I'm struggling. Now the tone was, I just got past a struggle. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And who knows? Maybe this is one he had to keep coming back to and was holding him up the entire time. By the way, I'd be cool with a creative split. Like if he wanted to split it himself, it's if the publisher forces it, right. I would be very it's, upset with that. Like it's because that's what feast and dance were essentially is it was going to be one book and it was too big. It happens a lot to, to authors. Um, And just yeah. give us a 1400 page book. Like, I don't care. Like, just right. give it to me. I <laughs> It's been too long. Well, I mean, from a publishing, from a publishing standpoint, actually, I don't know though anymore because like, you know, I guess one, it's a retail space and it's all this stuff, but so many people read Kindle and audiobooks now. Like if you're also, the publisher, it's like, you just sit back and collect checks. I mean, it'll be one of the know. biggest book releases in the last decade easily. I yeah. Mean, it, it's going to be massive. So. Yeah. So, okay. So um, I guess maybe just a little more theorizing and then, and then uh, we can call it. So like what, I mean, do you think he's done with Cersei or do you like, or do you think he, or he had to get past like maybe a, like there was in the Cersei chapters, there was something he had to fix in order to like, then go finish Jamie Brienne. Well, Jamie Brienne obviously is going to be linked to it, even if it's just thematically. Right. Um, right. And, and, and what he's thinking, what she's th- all this stuff. Um, I tend to think that it's likely that he's done with her. If he actually, if a clutch truly means seven to 14 chapters, because there's only so much space do. in the book. Right. Um, and George isn't the most brief with chapters, you know, 15, 10 right. to 15 is somewhat normal, but I've seen him write 50 page chapters. So um, I think that he would be done with it. Uh, also, I don't think he would go on not a blog and be like, I'm done writing all of Cersei. You know, like that just doesn't seem like an update. That, that no, that that right. wouldn't. That does not seem like something he would do because he always he always wants to give himself because he calls himself a gardener. Yeah. So it's like in the event he needs to come back and write another Cersei chapter. I don't think he's going to be done, but I think he's done. I think okay. I think he's I think he's done with Cersei. Yeah, and I think that Man, obviously... he might be done. Sorry, um, he might be done with Arya. Because he didn't say like, because there was yeah. an update a few a few ago where he's like, I need to go write an Arya chapter. He didn't say like, oh, now I need to go back to Arya. That's true. And wasn't it like off to to dance with the death or something? It was something like that, like exactly. what what he or yeah to murder someone or something crazy like that. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So he he clearly had in mind what that chapter was, and it sounds like he got through it. So. 
I'm optimistic, man. But I was also optimistic. Everyone flipped out at the one that he had where he kind of was just like, it's not happening fast enough. I care about other stuff. Everyone was super mad at him, but I still I like kind of took it positively. Maybe it's just because I'm, uh, um, you know, I'm coping. Maybe that's it. Right. Maybe I'm on copium, but I don't think so. Yeah. And then I guess I, and then I guess I just think Jamie and Brianne, like their arc. Lady Stoneheart's going to be involved. It's gonna it's gonna be so different. It's gonna be so different than the show. Because yeah. in the show, Jamie just goes to the Riverlands and kind of wanders around and then goes back to Cersei and then goes north. <laughs> well, yeah, the Lady Stoneheart's at the center of this. <laughs> exactly. Also, he kind of spoiler George, like Brienne at the end, like we think she might have got hung, right? And feast, and then you're telling us she's uh, in the book, bro. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and and he's clearly writing Jamie and Brienne chapters together, together. which means they link back up. Yeah, man, I want to read that so bad. <laughs> like, dude. So do we do we think he's writing the Jamie Brienne stuff again, maybe towards the end of the book? It, it'll be interesting because there are going to be some. Why would you go back? Why yeah. would you go back and write like a chapter that's going to be in the middle or something like that? Well, he, he does do that. So he'll write from a perspective and be in a completely different part of the novel. Like he that's his, yeah, I guess that's true how he works right but i do think that some of these plot lines are going to be pushed to the second half of the book because you're not going to open let's say there let's say there's roughly 12 povs he's not going to open up with 12 different povs in this book it's not happening uh no. he's he's going to start with if i had to guess he'll probably start with danny danny or barristan or something and then i really think bran also is probably going to get some early shine because right. it's because they're dance they're leftover chapters right from dance yeah, you know, the one ca- obviously hasn't said anything about Jon Snow, which I think is fine because, you know, um, so he's, he's, he's you, dead. you can't you right. Yeah, you can't say Jon Snow. But how do we think this? How do we think this book is ending? This book is ending with Jon Snow's resurrection through warging uh, and, and him. You think that's going to be like goes, the, fi- you think I it's think that's like the final chapter? Final thing. Yeah, like an epilogue or you think it's the final chapter? Um. You know, I don't. It could be the final chapter, but you know, now that I'm thinking about that, now that I've said that aloud, um, I feel like that can't be the case, right? Because too much time would have passed, right? Because the the crazy thing is, hmm. and again, the ending, like in the show, might be so totally different that we need to just yeah. wipe, like, not only season eight from our minds, but season seven, like, from our minds. Like, we might need six, to wipe seven and eight, yeah. I don't know about six. Six feels like all very logical. So you think the Septa Baylor progressions? You think that happens? I think it could. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely do. Seven and eight. Like six feels way like six feels so logical to be the next step in everything. Like a battle of the bastards makes sense. You have to get there differently. Cersei blowing up the Sept of Baylor. We already know about all the wildfires. It would eliminate Griff. it would eliminate a lot of her enemies. You yeah. could you could kill you could kill young Griff in, in the in the process. I well, so I do believe 
Well, Griff's, I think Griff's staying alive, but I do believe that the Septa Baylor could be the catalyst for Cersei losing power in King's Landing to Griff, who seems like a white knight at the time, which is where right. they refla- they fly his banners. Danny lands. He's being praised. He's the Mummer's Dragon. And then we that have the Dance Dragons. Sense. I think all that is very logical. So maybe, so maybe, and maybe that's why it was taking him so hard to write, because if Cersei's at the center of everything, she's got to get out because she's not dying. She- she does. She does. She does have to get out. Um, the other, the other, another, another, another key component is Tommen and Marcella, because yeah, as and I've talked about the possibility that it's flipped because Tommen just feels like so young to kill mm-hmm. off, and Marcella feels like way more important, and she's like still alive and totally tied to Dorn. Um, like maybe. Oh my goodness. What if Marcella gets married to young Griff? I know. I was just about to say that. <laughs> like, but how would the Martells let that happen? I mean, none of their because, plans ever work. Because, so because who are they? Because who are they going to marry? Who are they going to marry? Marry off? Ari- they tried... Yeah, but to who? I mean, they tried to, to go. Get... Yeah, I know. Because he but... the, the, in the books, he t- he he actually kind of tells her, I think, that that was I know. the plan, right? I know, but I, I I guess I guess my 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 thought about my thought about Dorn is like because Quentin dies, Quentin goes over to marry Daenerys mm-hmm. and dies. You know, in the show again, this is the show. Daenerys comes over and like one of her first allies is Dorn. So maybe young Griff. Because I think I think the possibility of of uh, I don't know I like the idea of Marcella maybe she's proposed as a marriage alliance and then that causes Dorne to think hey we need to come up with a different strategy mm. and then that's where they start maybe trying to figure something else out um, yeah yeah because I mm. because because the the key to possibly young Griff is Sansa. Hmm. Is Sansa going to marry Young Griff because of the whole? I don't think attitude? Baelish. I don't think Baelish gives her up, man. Well, I think she's gonna I, see Baelish's arc in the show is so wrong that there's just no way Sansa's clearly going to be the. I think the death of him, and mm-hmm. I think she could totally just expose him because his arc. His arc is so hard to. His arc is so hard to place down because it's. He hasn't married her to Ramsey. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. I and that's not that. going to happen. They are. They, he George already sort of did that arc. Yeah. So that leaves her totally open, totally different. So maybe what happens is it's Dorn and Baelish being like, "Hey, we'll marry. I'll marry. We'll marry you to Young Griff," and they're sort of deciding. And hmm. then maybe Cersei's maybe Cersei's trying to marry him to. I don't know. Maybe she views Marcella as an option. I mean, as we talk through this, you can see how difficult this is. Exactly. Like, yeah. There's. Like, yeah. There, yeah. We can always. <laughs> like George, I, I I do feel from a bit because like he has a lot of options, but he needs to make the right pick. Um, right. And there's a lot more variables in the books. I than think he has. Show. I think he. I think he's already made his pick. Oh, he's made his decision. I think the there's pick is pick. in. We're just the waiting. Pick for is the in. Set. The pick is in, man. I think the pick is in, and it's it's. I think it's yeah. I'm. So if Cersei does blow 
the Sept of Baylor and young Griff is standing there, maybe that would then maybe there's your maybe there's your catalyst. Because why would he need to ally with Dorn if if Cersei blows the whole thing up and like the townsfolk and like everybody in King's Landing revolts and then he's already got power. He would no longer need Dorn. He could choose what he wanted. Hmm. What if Cersei kills? What if Tommen is accident is like whether he kills himself or he is accidentally killed, say, in the Sept of Baelor. And when Marcella comes back, she realizes, like, my mom's batshit crazy. And she killed Tommen. And so she's like disowns her, which then makes her the young and more beautiful queen. And then she could get with she could get with Griff. And then Cersei's really on her own back in Casterly Rock. Yeah. And then you got to figure out how to get her there. Robert Strong. Well, that's. That would be the that would be the, the chapters. But then the only the only problem with Cersei having to retreat to Casterly Rock is, and this could be the show taining us and the books too a little bit. And I think like, does Cersei make it to the end game? Yes or no? I, so I think that the prophecy has to come true in the books. It means way too much in the books. So I think Jamie. Probably Jamie or Tyrion are, are, are going to kill her. So my, my, this is just my theory, right? Um, I've always thought she would go back to the rock and I would believe that Tyrion would burn the rock because all the way back in the game of Thrones, he's saying how he's had dr dragon dreams of burning his family alive, burning Castle rock. Even I think mentions it again in dance where he says he wants right. to burn the rock. Um, especially whenever he doesn't get you know, when he asks for Castle rock and he, he'll never get it right so i think that Tyrion will likely kill uh cersei right. at castle rock with dragons uh whether or not he's riding them that's a that's a different thing uh, do you think but, george specifically chose the word clutch to indicate that somehow it involves dragons with cersei oh my god well <laughs> oh, maybe it's just i wouldn't the, put it past him maybe like, it's just the <laughs> dragon though Oh my god. Right. Okay. So two things. It could just be the dragon, young Griff, right? He's a he's a Targaryen. Or dragons plural. Or dragon pit, which has wildfire underneath it. Oh. Because there's wildfire under the dragon pit. That's right. what the sorcerers tell Tyrion. <laughs> See, I don't this is where I'm like, am I going to tinfoil? Am no, I, I don't think I don't think much? there is. Because I feel like I feel like we finally just have I like like he said, you know, I mean he's like this is the first update where he's specifically talking about chapters that actually gives us like a slight indication to something that's actually going to happen. Cause all the other chapters they ever told, like we know Arya's is over in Bravo. So she's going to have to come back. Like, yeah, show or not Arya, like you don't send Arya over to Bravos to train, to become a badass, deadly assassin, to just have her stay over there. Like it's obvious that she's coming, like she's coming back. Yeah. Cersei's plot right now, like, take the show out of your mind is not entirely obvious. There's a ton of variables that could happen. Yeah. And she's, and she's unhinged. I mean, she's making yeah. terrible decisions. All that decision-making is going to bite her. Like, I think in the books, it feels very obvious that she would lose power at this point. Right. Like, I think she has to lose power unless if she's going to do like rule through martial law, but like, I don't think she has the command to do that at this point. It's yeah. hard Let to me say. look. 
let me look here. So Cersei has two chapters in A Dance of Dragons, and she has nine chapters in A Feast for Crows. She doesn't have, she does not, she appears obviously in a bunch of chapters, but she doesn't have POV chapters. Um, and so she has a total of 12 chapters, which means if she gets anywhere from seven to what 12, which is a clutch as we, as we looked up, <laughs> um, uh, my guess is that wins, which he says is going to be his biggest book, you know, as big as a storm of swords, storm of swords is, is really 83 chapters. Um, if you include the prologue and the epilogue, although I feel like dance is actually a higher word count because I feel like the, the chapters in dance are like enormous. Um, I could I could be wrong on that, but I feel like if you look at the books side by side, I feel like dance is probably bigger um, just in terms of actual like word count. But I could be wrong either way. It's that's 73 really if you count the prologue and epilogue. So, I mean. Cersei's clearly going to be an enormous part of the book. I mean, because yeah. pretty much anybody who gets over seven chapters, I mean, that's that's ten percent. That's ten percent. Yeah, it's going to be a massive. If Cersei not, book. if not more, which makes you makes you wonder. Maybe maybe this is it for her. That'd be. Uh, I mean, that'd be wild. Be wild. I, I still think it, it. Jamie and Cersei are going to come back together, though. Like in the books, it makes sense. Um, and again, the Valonqar prophecy is definitely in play. Right. Uh, it's it's going to happen. Just how it's going to happen is going to be a big question mark. I, I do see her falling from grace, though. Like, right. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. And then he immediately goes to then he immediately goes to Jamie and Brienne and them re and wrestling mm -hmm. like with fighting with them. Yeah. Yes. Things that are happening with Cersei will play directly into what he's going to do with Jamie, like for right. sure. Their, their chapters have always also kind of been parallel for the most part. Um, you know, he's always thinking about her. She randomly thinks, you know, how big of an idiot he is. So it'll it'll be interesting to see where Jamie ends up at the end of this book as well. Yeah, interesting. So much, so good. All the. There's just it's like now I now we have to I have to take a step back and really process all of this new information. Um, but it's cool. So this is a great update uh, from George, because this is what we want. We want to be yeah. like theorizing and really deep diving into like, OK, what exactly does this does this mean? So I mean, those chapters are pinned like they're they're done. They're like, done. You know, he is completely. I, think, chapter for Cersei, I so. think I think Cersei's done. Like, I think he has completely written her story and the fact that he said in the last update, like talking about like, you know, when I finish the book and I'm getting and it felt like he's getting closer. Now he's flat out. seems like he's saying I have a character, one of the key pillars probably of this story mm -hmm. done. I think we're way closer. I'm thinking 2023. No. Not, I, I'm thinking 20. I, I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to really feel it now. I think 2023. I've been saying it for years. I always said 2024, not, November 2024. Not that we get it because it takes, because he's yeah. broken that down before too. I think he says like from the time I say it's finished, like the absolute earliest you would get it is six months. Yeah. He's like, like absolute early. So you're really looking more at like nine months. Um, 
edit, proofread, all that stuff, you know, Covers. then press store, give it to the thing. They got to set up retail space and, you know, Oh my God, all, <laughs> all that, all that stuff. But I feel yeah. like, I feel, I feel like I am really starting to think 2023, he's going to say it's done. The only thing that, the only thing that's going to slow it down is it sucks. House of the dragon. Cause I'm so excited for it, but yeah, now, now if he has to start doing all these press tours for House of the Dragon, I don't know if he will. I don't know if he will. I'm very curious to see how it much like he, he didn't want to. It felt like he didn't want to go to Comic Con. He, he's getting a little older. Um, well, he I saw, said he said apparently I'm going to Comic Con. Not like can't wait to see you guys at Comic Con. <laughs> see, the message is you know totally different. <laughs> the man wants to stay home and write. I think. Let him. I hope. <laughs> let him. Let him. Let him. Interesting. Awesome. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks so much, man, for coming on and talk about this stuff because it's. I just love anytime we get any sort of breaking news, you know, yeah. from George because it's just so much fun. Because this is what we want. We want to be speculating about it. And now this, like, I don't know. Forever changes any wins of winner theory I'm going to have going forward that involves Cersei because now I feel like her story's done. Yeah, it just feels like uh, there's a lot more in play now, like knowing that th there's a clutch of chapters and we can start talking about the numbers of those compared to everything that we've already had confirmed. Uh, like, you know, I'm going to do some math. I'm, I'm going to break it down once I, I see all the POV chapters. And it just I don't know. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Yeah, I think so, man. I think so. And we won't even mention a dream for spring. So, oh, no, that's <laughs> we'll, that's, ju we'll that's, just leave that. <laughs> that's that's down the line. Awesome. Awesome. Well, anyway, hey, Jimmy, where can people find you on the Internet, man? Yeah, check me out on YouTube, the Fantasy Network. If you're looking for books to check out uh, in the fantasy and sci-fi genre, uh, I'm always finding the next uh, best reads over there. And I also read a lot of the older stuff, too. Uh, there are books that I like almost as much as A Song of Ice and Fire. And that was my whole quest on the channel is to find the next best read. And uh, we're, we're doing well over there. We have a bookish podcast as well. I've done some uh, Game of Thrones slash Song of Ice and Fire content as well. And uh, I will definitely be reviewing house of the dragon episodes this coming fall uh which will be a lot of fun and the rings of power show as well absolutely yeah we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna be going live obviously like every uh sunday except for the sunday that i'm getting married um because as will be at the wedding hopefully jimmy attends uh the wedding he is invited so you know just uh put him on the spot here uh, <laughs> so and i believe you rsvp so I Did think you? I got this. I got to save the date. I don't think I got the invitation yet. Oh, it's on the website that I need to send him. Dang it. Well, I have it. So I will, I will give that. I will give that to you. Nonetheless, you might guys, you might be getting a live the day of my wedding, which is on Sunday. Uh, quick update of what we thought of house of the dragon. Like, you know, from, from my wedding, right. What's better than a, what's better than a Westeros wedding. Right, nothing bad <laughs> happens. Oh my! Uh, so, anywho, awesome. Anyway, all right. Thanks, Jimmy, as always for coming on. Thank you guys as always for watching and for listening. We will see you next time. And remember that winds of winter apparently is coming.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.